Portions of our broadcast day made possible by Internet Media Providers, makers of X-Cable. Watch almost any television station in the world, including programs on demand with X-Cable. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. Resilience is the quality of being able to adapt to stressful life changes and bouncing back from hardship. Resilience is a response to tragedy, crisis, or other life-altering changes that allows us to move on despite the loss. Resilience is the biblical norm for Christians. The Bible contains many admonitions to press on, Philippians 3.13-15, overcome hardship and temptation, Romans 12.21, and persevere in the face of trials, James 1.12. It also gives us numerous examples of people who suffered greatly but continued to follow God's plan for their lives. Proverbs 24:16 could be seen as the theme verse for the resilient, though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. This is the spotlight on resilient Christians with Cleveland Roads. Hello everyone, and thank you for being part of the Resilient Christian Radio Network. I'm your host, Cleveland Rose, and thank you to be part of this program called The Spotlights of Resilient Christians. I want to really thank you for your patience. All this stuff is going on right now in our country and our society today is a result of something that people are missing in our, you know, in the spiritual realm and what I mean by the spiritual realm is biblical because God allowed this to happen for a reason of all of the things that we're seeing we're seeing people actually come out of the woodwork who they actually are and I'm not going to go into details about that that's for another show for another time on this whole notion but tonight is a special night for especially for me and I'm saying this because this really, really, really takes the, the uh, put the ice on the cake, if you want to say it. But this actually brings the powerful re- sounding word and how God loves us in true repentance and forgiveness. And the main reason why it's really a true, powerful word from God about his forgiveness of repentance is because God orchestrate that through his son Jesus. A lot of times we get so caught up in our own in-depth ways of thinking we should deserve to be forgiven or deserve to have repentance. But we got to go back to the author and the finisher of our faith. We got to go back to the author and the finisher of the person who made this happen. You can't just go by uh, any kind of wishful thinking to try to prove anything about anyone, anyhow. So that's one of the biggest huge things that people need to realize when it comes to something like this. But let me, let me tell you something about this bad story. Now I know this um, woman God for a very long time. Then what I mean by a very long time, um, she is a mother to me. Um, one of the biggest, huge parts of my life that she is a big mother to me, and I'm glad that she uh, became a mother in faith to me because of her due diligence, her wisdom, and her kindness. And she was part of RCR at first, 
Now she's bad because of a season of God coming in using her wisdom for now and for for uh, from now on. And the main reason why I love about evangelists here about her love for the gospel is that she wants to see people lives right with Jesus Christ. Her whole heart is about giving people right with the Lord. She's been doing this more than 50-some years or so. I mean, I know why, because she is evident in her walk. And I want to introduce everyone, you know, about her as a resilient Christian. All the obstacles that her nods about, you know, the nods that God gave her about forgiveness and repentance is really... A, a, a resonation is is so huge that this is the perfect time for people to come in and talk about this matter. So I want to introduce everyone to not only I call Big Mom for RCR, but also Big Mom in my life, and that is Elder Barbara Hawthorne. How you doing, Mama? All right. Good evening. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a blessing. I'm going to say it right now. It's a blessing to really come to grips on this topic here because I really want your input about this. In the whole scheme of things, I want you to tell everyone what does it mean when it comes to true repentance? Because when you hear about it, you hear people always cliching. They said that I truly... Um, you know, forgive or truly repent. Explain from the the, the spiritual side of it because nine times out of ten people don't know the essence of the true repentance that God has resonate in people's lives. Well, you know, in life, true repentance, you always hear people say a change or a term or uh, to change from your negative ways. But when you've gone through a situation, and I know in this life we all have experienced something one way or the other that we had to repent for, whether it was a person that you rolled your eyes at or whether it was something devastating, maybe someone stole something from you that you actually own, but you could not uh, legality prove it. Well, repentance, when I think about it, it's about going to God because if you have a relationship with God, you may do the wrong, but somewhere in your spirit, the Holy Spirit will convict you. And whether that person that did the wrong to you or maybe you just stepped out of your character for a minute, but there has to be some true repentance. Repentance, we have to remind ourselves that repentance is not a remorse. Hmm. When we think about when Judas was uh, remorseful over his sin and his betrayal of the Son of God, mm -hmm. and his shadow regretted and led him to suicide instead of God. But remorse is not true repentance. Remorse is really, this is where we fall into it sometimes. Remorse is really when we just distress in our emotions. Mm. 
Mm. Wow. So, you're, so you're just distressing your emotion. You're just detoxing what you just said, but you have not truthfully repented. Wow. So in, in a lot of scheme of things, uh, well, in a lot of ways, the people are looking at true repentance. They don't really or, true, or truly forgive, but the repentance part is that a lot of times people really don't have a direct reason for the true repentance because you just said something that's profound. Some people use this thing about feelings, which is remorse, because that's a feeling. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're operating in uh, what we regret. We regret the actions that we we just did. Uh, we're more shameful than we are repenting. We are more hurtful, and we know that it was wrong, but we still have not yet repented. Mm. See, repentance is renouncing the sin. Mm-hmm. turning your back on it and never doing it again. You don't want to be a repeated offender. Mm. That, that's, that's that right there where you say that, Mama, about be a repeated offender. Now, I'm going to say something to a lot of people. When I was in deeply in my sin, personally, you know, for me to be an adulterer for so long, I did not understand that common word, which is in the word God about being a repentant offender. And when you offend someone, you thinking, okay, I did, I got caught or whatever. But then you don't understand when you repeat something. That is a heart issue. So with the heart comes the issues of life coming out of a person. See, that's one of the biggest huge things about remorse because remorse don't really give you that kind of avenue to sent to resell into to repentance because you just said something. You made a, a, a conscious decision in your heart to turn away from that sin that you violate that you can walk away from that is a true offense not only to the person that you did it to but to God himself so with that said do people come to that conclusion sometimes because sometimes I hear so many people say I truly um, you know I did what I did was wrong but they really just get feel of the guilt this is going into more Okay, go ahead, Mama. Yeah, it, it's more of the of the guilt, and I thank God for where I'm at now. Had this been twenty or thirty years ago, I may not look at it the same way, and I may not handle it the same way. Mm. Uh, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, my flesh would have rose, and I would have handled it more in a remorseful way than in a repentance way. Amen. But now that I've crossed over to wisdom, I look at things totally different, and I really lay before God so he can speak to me because I don't want to miss my blessing on a technicality because I'm still walking around in remorse versus repentance. What are you saying? Well, what I'm saying is, We look at repentance with conviction of commitment. Repentance is recognizing that our sin, listen, Mm -hmm. repentance 
is recognizing that our sin is offensive to God. Mm. But remorse is recognizing I'm in the natural and I'll just say it to pacify you. <laughs> that needs to be repaired. So that just... That is so See, funny. when we truly come into relationship with God, mm-hmm. and I really feel that, I, I, I want to first say this, I don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. And somebody might be listening and saying, oh, she's so deep. But listen, I'm not deep. This is the word of God. Amen. So if you're being offended, it's the Holy Spirit offending you, Amen. not me. Go ahead, Mama. But I said that repentance is knowing that you have offended our heavenly father remorse is what you say and you just throw your hands up like you know hey hold on i just said it i'm through with it i don't want to deal with it mm-hmm. remorseful would make you think that uh you're just keeping up argumentative and calling, causing disturbance and, and um, uh, 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 repetitional words because you are so weak. See, remorseful will make you use compl- compliments like you're so weak. You're wearing your feelings on your sleeve. No, I'm not. Mm. It's because of my walk with God that he's letting me feel that you just done an offensive thing. But I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. But if you're going to walk close with God, somewhere you need to make the turn, you need to yield, and you need to apologize and ask God for forgiveness. Wow. See, this is what's needed right now, Mama, of of the way that people think right now. Let me, let me give you, you know this, I'm just going to give the audience a picture. You know, we got to give pictures out to people sometimes here. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so so let's put this out here. Then let's say like a, a, a person that were married to someone for years and they decided to get a divorce. Right. And they got divorced, everything else. And the person decided to go his own way and she decided to go her own way. But in the scheme of their hearts, both of them. One of them has this re- this repentive thing that he wants to, uh, he or she wants to come back to that person that they divorce because they see something about them that God sees about them that needs them, but the other person sees remorse, saying, "Well, you know, I regret that divorcing, but you see, what I mean, about that that whole thing, but." I don't think I want to be in this here. Now, when people in uh, in our society, they 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 try to flip the script, if you want to say it, about being I repent, I repent for what I have done, and I'm not going to do it again. But does that also means that the person who said that they repent is also saying exactly the same thing that they got caught? Explain that a little bit deeper, because I know a lot of people who say that God has forgiven or has that they say they'd be repentant of that sin, but they don't even operate it that way as they have repented. 
So explain a little bit deeper like that. Well, you know, when you're dealing with marriages, that is a total um, segment by itself. Mm -hmm. The forgiveness is, I think it's more deeper than I forgive you because first, when you go into a marriage, I feel like um, that sometimes people marry and they're not equally yoked. So, one, if you married and you were not equally yoked, you've already left a, a gap right there for the enemy to come in. Are you saying that it wouldn't work? No, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that in a marriage that um, for you to know your partner, you could go back to the, the old-fashioned way. Old-fashioned ways, are you really kidding me? No, I'm telling you the truth. If you, want something that, if you want something that's going to last, Mm-hmm. Then you would have courted, I'm going to tell you something, when you go back to the old-fashioned way, mm-hmm. you court the young lady, the Bible said, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Mm-hmm. Now we're in a generation, it, it's like it flipped, she that findeth a husband findeth a good thing. That's where the scripture is taken out of context right there. Oh, thank you so much. I want to put that out there for people to understand what she just said. A lot of people take a scripture out of context nowadays, which mama, that's what I love about her so much. She always brings the scripture right back to people's face with what the, the Bible say. And that's what I love about you so much. But let's go a little bit further here, mama, where you just said with that. But let's go into the part where you have people want of twisting repentance and remorse where you just said you was on the road there because a lot of people do twist those two big things. They use the remorse. Well, a lot of times, you know, uh, as believers or non-believers, we take the word out of context. I like to teach the scripture and teach it with the simplicity of the Holy Spirit, so therefore we don't have any problems that you took it out of context. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying about that is that uh, it's very hard for people to repent, for one thing, right. because then if if they repent, then that's acknowledging that I do have a sin problem, that I, I do have a problem of this and that. And, and now, as I say, I've crossed over to wisdom. As an intercessor, God has shown me so many things in people's lifestyle, mm-hmm. but I had to learn. Like I say, in the flesh 30 years ago, because you, uh, someone was trying to be uh, derogatory towards me or snapping at me, I would take that and I'll fire back at you. Mm-hmm. But because that I've learned and I walk closer with God and I don't want to miss what he got for me, I have to see through all the good, all the bad, and all the ugly. But first, to get to forgiveness, true forgiveness with yourself, you first need to acknowledge the sin. If you are a whore, you just a whore. If you are a prostitute, you just a prostitute. We living in the world now that the world want to uh, dump on the LGBT, but the Bible said one sin is no greater than the other. So if I'm going to point that finger at you for being a hoe, and you're going to point that finger at me for being a prostitute, and you're going to point that finger at that person for 
um, living an influenced lifestyle, you need to get yourself together first. <laughs> this is why people are so messed up in the church because we're living a double lifestyle. And what I've learned is I used to wonder why people get so upset at other people. It's not so much that they would be upset with me. Mm-hmm. It's upset because they know the anointing on my life. And they know five times out of ten, God has let me peek through your closet to see what you're doing. And so you hate no me because I know of your sin. And then you try to use your position to control me. Mm. In your repentance. In your repentance. You see, Mama... This is brings to my second huge question of this whole thing. You just said something profound about people's, and I'm saying this very, very, very di- directive, that people's forgiveness, not God's forgiveness, people's forgiveness. Explain that in a little bit of detail because you said it, and you know what's going on with that. Go ahead and let people know what that looks like when you have someone uh, making themselves look like you have to tru- truly have to ask for forgiveness from them and not God themselves because of better remorse here. Give that, that definition out there again because some people probably miss that. Give it out there again, Mama. Well, true repentance is when you acknowledge the sin, renounce the sin. And you, you say, I don't want it anymore, God. I'll stand before you and let you strip me so that I would not revisit that sin. Remorse, you become a repeated offender, defender because you're constantly repeating and repeating that sin over and over. You just cried last month, mm-hmm. and God just saved you in your marriage, or he just saved you in a a wonderful relationship that's going, and you turn around and go right back and be a repeated offender. Why? You're remorseful now. You're more fearful that you're going to be punished. Mm-hmm. You're more fearful that you're going to be punished like Cain. Mm-hmm. It can get real deep now. Wow. Because now that, that, now that your sin has become an infection, it's almost like this coronavirus that we're suffering now. Mm-hmm. You can't see it. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know how it's being spread. It. Well, guess what? That's the way sin is. Mm. <laughs> now we're talking about sin, which a lot of people nowadays, Mama, don't even want to talk about sin no more. And this is really where you have false conversions coming from. And I mean, yeah. I mean, to be honest, people who probably in their head, and I'm not saying hard, in their head believe that they have truly believe that God, Father God, had, or Jesus Christ, because I'm saying or because a lot of people will say Jesus is this saved me, but in their head, they don't have that true contrary heart. Give the definition of what forgiveness looks like to a person that really is walking away from sin in a way that people don't 
understand because I'm going to tell you something here. You got non-believers. You got people who say they are of God, but they are actually uh, churchitans. You got a lot of people who are religious-based. Tell... Talk to the people about what true repentance looks like so they can stop acting, asking these moronic questions to God that, hey, Lord, I, uh, I, 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 I stop sinning, but they don't really stop. Like you said about remorse, you go keep offending God because that 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 you didn't have your heart truly coming out of sin correctly. Explain that to people a little bit more deeper. Well, true repentance, uh, and I like to keep it simple so people can go back mm -hmm. to the Bible verse and read for themselves. Right. If you go to Psalms 33 and, and 18, it talks about true repentance. It says that the Lord is near to those who have broken hearts and saves such, here we go, mm -hmm. that have a contrite spirit. Mm. Sincere regret, sincere regrets over past sin. Okay, do you need a picture? Let's look at Peter. Right. Peter denied our God. Peter went and he wept bitterly, like uncontrollably. But true repentance will have you to repent. True repentance will make you change. Is there a difference? from how you used to be and how you are now? Wow. Wow. Have you really, have you really laid before God and wept and asked God for forgiveness? See, you can, you can say that sometimes repentance can become public and some repentance can become private. Right. A lot of people sin and it's public. But they want to repent in private because you don't want anybody to know. Ooh. But when you allow God to lay you out castrated and you just put it all on the altar, I don't care who looking at me as long as God is cleaning me up, as God is chiseling off that corrosion that's on my heart, that's blocking me from having a true relationship with him. It's like having a, a caffeine that has grown on your heart or organ in your body that's causing the blood not to truly flow. Well, that's the way sin is. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now we have to let God break up. We have to let God come in and clean up our emotions. Because when he clean up the emotions, here we go. Mm -hmm. When we allow God to clean up our emotions, then remorse is gone. Mm -hmm. We're not we're not longer leaning on remorse. We're not longer keep hurting and keep hurting and doing the same thing over. When you allow God to touch your emotions and chisel your heart, then true repentance will come. Wow. You see, that's powerful right there. Because it's, it's like forgiveness and repentance work hand in hand. True repentance and forgiveness work hand in hand. And I think that a lot of people are so cognitive into their own belief. 
Now, Mama, come come correct with this with people because I know you do. Tell the people what's the difference between trying to have your own mind, uh, to have your own intelligence in and go into the wisdom of God when it comes to the true repentance and the true forgiveness. Because some people will go ahead knowledge, but not wisdom from God. Go into that in 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 a way that you know best. Here's here's the thing. When you sometimes in life, you can be pushed to 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 a low place, a dark place. Mm-hmm. You you try to reach the person. You've done everything humanly possible. Um, can we talk about this? Can we pray about this? Mm-hmm. And they continue, continue, continue to uh, do what they do that's out of the wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, then sometimes in this natural life, mm-hmm. in today's 21st century, yes, ma'am. people are using every form of social media. Mm. So, I've tried to do it the right way. I've called. I've emailed. I said, why did you do it like that? What if you had asked me? Because we are sisters and brothers of God. Right. Maybe we could have agreed. You know, when I was in undergrad, if you used um, a slogan or something in your, in your paper, whether it was MLA or APA style, you had to give credit to where you got that quote from. Mm-hmm. But today, people would take your stuff and use it mm-hmm. publicly. Right. And so sometimes in the flesh, what do you do? You get on the email and put it on blast and let everybody know this is what Donald did. It was wrong. Donna should not have used Clint quotes, but he did. The only thing he did was reverse the scriptures, but use the same scenario. Mm-hmm. How do you know? Right. Because when God gives you something, you can try to replicate it, but the anointing is not on it. Right, right, right. That? When God gives you something, mm-hmm. you can try to replicate what somebody else had, but the anointing is not on it. Mm. And so then, you've handled that in the natural. And through the natural, you might have to hurt some innocent people to get to the person. Right. But now, when you have a real relationship with God, Mm-hmm. God would send you back to the ones that was innocent. He may let the pop phone number pop up that you hadn't seen in four or five years. Right. And you're sitting there and saying, God, how did this happen? I got a new phone. I got everything. Mm-hmm. But when you put God and God tells you to call that number, and call that person. Right. And God will tell you to tell that person, look, the scenario that happened, I did it this way. I went public with it on email, and God told me to come back 
and apologize to you. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have did it that way. The intent was not to hurt you. Here we go. Right, right, right. That was that was remorse. Do you see that? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The, I got that. The, in, the intent was not to hurt you. Right. But here's the true repentance. Mm-hmm. When they come back and ask you, will you forgive me? That's the true repentance. Oh. <laughs> Powerful. This will bring tears in my eyes. We're going to tell you why I said this. A lot of people, we could go into our hearts and we go in try to search all this thing out and try to say well I have forgive them <laughs> see you coming from I have forgive yeah. them but here's the thing in our heart we say it but it's not really consciously in our heart because I'm going to tell you why I said that a lot of times what we say is not is idle words that's not truly actions behind of it. Because God usually when he does something, you have to act upon it because he expects your faith to make that happen. Because think about this, mama. You said so profound what you just said. When you have faith, or let's say it like this, when you have true forgiveness. You don't have to try to search for any excuse of why you want to hold on to the offense. You see how I'm coming from with that? Some people. Yes. I, I, I'm going to come back and bag you up. Yeah, Say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, 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 people nowadays, and it goes back to social media here, because a lot of people get this crosshair when they talk about this. In social media realms, and this is one thing, uh, one of the biggest avenues I'll keep telling people all the time about social media they need to look into is that when you truly forgive someone even the offense is a minute old to 25 years old that offense that is if you really truly truly forgive a, a person or anything that happened it's just like what God says that he do not remember no more of the sin. He throw it away. It's cast away. When you do something like that, that's true repentance. But nowadays, we can put it on social media. You go ahead and broadcast your, let's say, your offense to the world. And the people mm-hmm. in the world who is full of sin comes in and let's say kindle the fire trying exactly and the more they keep kindling the fire here's a blaze here's a blaze of flames trying to burn everything up and where's the glory guy at that back that up right there mama here we go matthew 12 and 30 says but you who are known as the pharisees are rotten to the core. You have been poisoned by the nature of the venomous of the snake. How can your words be good and trustworthy if you are rotten within? 
go. That's the word of God. Mm. Another nugget. Luke 6 and 45 said, For what has been stored up in your heart will be heard in the overflow of your words. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth will speak. Ouch. The last nugget. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 4, 6, and 7 says, For God who commanded the light. Here we go. Mm-hmm. God commanded the light to shine out of the darkness. And he shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God shined the light on the darkness. So God is shining the light on remorse. Mm -hmm. And he's now shining the light on true repentance so that it can shine in our hearts. Wow. So when we speak, mm-hmm. we no longer have to speak ill over what the situation was or what happened because he's now shined his light mm-hmm. on the darkness right? so that light can shine through our heart and you can pursue on with your next assignment with a peace, calm mind. I love that so much that people need to hear that so much like right now because mama here's the thing that a lot of people miss here and you said so perfectly I just give credit credit do what God's using you right now to do right now to break some change here the people's mindset nowadays is that well what about me what about me? What about me? Well, what about me? What about me? I, I didn't do anything wrong. Of course, I let that go. But you still harp it on who? You. Where's God in this? Where is the Father God in all this? How? Where is Father God in this scenario, in this thing that you are in, that you claim that he got you, but you don't got him? One thing I want you to uh, hyper-focus on about this forgiveness, because you hear on something about forgiveness that it probably went over some people's heads. I know it didn't, but some people probably say, yeah, I have forgiven this person. And I want you to really lay this down one more time. I want you to, you know how we're going to stump the hole in the devil's heart because he don't have one? Stop it so hard that he can't even pick that that evil up again. Go ahead, Mama. When you deal with real forgiveness, forgiveness is not acting like a wrong hadn't taken place. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is confrontational. I remember some years ago, a person hurt me so bad. Mm-hmm. And honestly, honestly, I had not did anything 
wrong. Right. God, God exposed a situation, a financial situation, and the knowledge of it was brought to the CEO. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when people know that they've done something wrong, here we go back to remorse. Right. You committed the sin, but you turn around and try to include other people within your sin. <laughs> and when that doesn't work out, right, you begin to persecute the person. Right. Uh, destroy their character or try to destroy their character. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, as the victim that's in the middle of that, if you got any humanistic in you, you're going to cry. You're hurting. Right. You're hurting so bad, you don't know what to do. You don't know if you should try to retaliate. All you know is, I need to get that person back. But see, when you have a relationship with God, what happened to me, it was so profound that God allowed me to go into um, a spiritual father and spiritual mother at that time, hotel right. room. Mm-hmm. I cried till I had no more tears. I cried in the middle of those people's hotel room as they prayed over me and spoke life into my dead situation. Right. Because I was distraught. Mm-hmm. But that wrongness had to be exposed. Mm-hmm. It took a few years. I had to pray. I had to fast. And sometimes you have to disconnect from that person. Right. For a season. Or however long God separates you. Right, 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 right. To allow God to, yeah, to allow God to do what he needs to do. To allow God to fix that situation. And God will clear your name up even when somebody tried to uh, destroy your character or right. touch your name. Right. Because all you got is your name. Yeah. That's but true. thank God for the past. The past and wife knew me and they knew my character. And they knew I had nothing to do with that situation. But here's where forgiveness comes. Mm-hmm. I was able, it took years now, maybe five or six years. Can't tell you. It's been over 20, 30 years ago. Right. But it took years, but God restored that relationship. Wow. Yes, he did. You see, that's... Even in the midst of that person doing wrong, mm-hmm. God restored the relationship. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. That's powerful. Because let me tell you something here, uh, mom and dad. I had to learn from that same thing you just said about of true repentance and true forgiveness. When you like the situation that happened with my real mama in Memphis and my mama, I pray for her still do to this day. And even though she truly did not come and say, Cleveland, you know, I was wrong. You we both was wrong. And I did not get up to it. I allowed this to happen. This is this is what God did for me into that whole thing. When true when the true forgiveness comes, 
the trip of forgiveness came from from actually say, Lord, I did wrong towards my mother of the way that I handle it, the way that I perceive it, the way that I um, did towards my mother at that time. And Lord, I want you to know, please forgive me from castrate her name the way that I carry on and how I perceive when she did this offense to me. Yeah. That, when I did that and said, Lord, I love her. I will honor her for the rest of my life as my mother, no matter what. And love her regardless because I give it uh, her up to you. Even though I haven't met, talked to my mom in years. That peace in my heart that I done in my actions because I had to repent of what I did. See, I just did my repentance right there for what I done to her, said, and, and, and feel. But, yes. with, but with that true walk, with the walk of salvation, along with that true forgiveness of anything that she did, I, I gave it him, gave that up to God, and I don't remember that no more. That's it. And you know what you just said right there, Mama, was really really profound. Was that you said? Does the sin have to come out? It had to be exposed. A lot of people don't want that sin to come out and be exposed into true light. Not this false light, but the true light that God said before when you do ask him to forgive you for your sins. Okay? With that, right. that true light that had to be looked at that sin and know it is a sin against a holy God have to be coming out just so people could see that you know this is not of God. But it's not the people, exactly. it's him. That's one that's needed to do that. Well, you just said, and see, I'm, I'm feeling this so deep because you display what true, repent, true repentance and forgiveness looks like. You know you didn't do anything wrong, but it was not about you. It's about him, even though it did offend you. It did hurt you physically. But exactly. The, but the thing is with that, that, that whole thing about flesh would you go back to the person? Go back to the person who made you and loved you, and as a heavenly father like him. That's and you have spiritual mother and father that come in and say, "Let's pray about this." And now that's one of the beautiful things I love about you, so deep, and I'm so glad, man. I, I, I you just don't know. I am blessed and I'm blessed with this because I'm I'm telling people. How powerful who you are, what you do. When you when you explain that in simplicity, what true forgiveness and repentance is, that to me brings the the heart of how David did. Now David was a a man after God's heart. Yes, he was. But look what he. 
you know, he wasn't a perfect man. We know that. I mean, he got a list of wrongs that's in the word of God that proves he wasn't a man uh, of, a, of a man of character. However, however, he goes back to the father and asks to restore him. Yes. So, Mama, the restoration part, and I want to talk about that in a little more detail. When you have true forgiveness and true repentance, explain to the people about true restoration. True restoration, as we know, in short, restoration is to be restored. And, and we are the same way in the natural. See, I love, what I love about God's word, it is so simple. You go back and study Jesus' teachings, it is so simple. We as theologians and evangelists and pastors, we make it deeper than what it needs to be. And then people get confused. Oh, I don't want to go through that whole process. It's too much. <laughs> well, once you allow God I'm going to make it simple. You know mm -hmm. how people are in, used to buying old antique cars now? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And how you, how you take time with that 57 Ford or whatever, you take time and you take every part off of that car. And I know my brother's a mechanic, so they take every part off the car, and if you, some of them, they soak it in some gas so they can bring the newness back to it. Mm -hmm. That's the way God does us when he restores us. I don't care what kind of hurt you've gone through. I work with women of domestic violence. I work with children, sexual abuse. I work with men that have been incarcerated and just coming back into reentry into the world. But I have to be able to tell these people that the God that I'm teaching you about and the God that I'm, that I'm really drilling into you is a true God. Because just like you take that car and clean every part, whether it's the alternator, whether it's the starter, what is the push button? Whatever God does us like that. Mm. What are you saying? Maybe you was a child at 15 years old and you start going in and out the juvenile system from 15 years old. Mm -hmm. God is a God that goes back through your whole life. And he cleaned up when you first went into that grocery store and you stole your first candy bar. Right. He forgave you. You went from your first candy bar to stealing a car. Mm -hmm. And maybe you had to do a little time. Right. And God said, look, forgiveness does not excuse your behavior. But forgiveness will prevent your behavior from destroying your heart. Amen. Oh, my God. And see, we, we have to get to a place that we allow God to restore us. It wouldn't be easy. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't easy when you got in it. It wasn't easy when you get out of it. Mm -hmm. 
Right. But when you allow God to restore you, God breaks the chains that hold us in captivity to sin. Mm. And then he turns around. You just hit on David. Mm -hmm. And when he restored you, we know David did everything. But oh my God, when David received his restoration of joy, it exploded in his music. Exactly. See, it exploded in his music. It exploded till he danced out his clothes. Mm -hmm. And when you allow God to restore you, it may be a family dysfunction that you went through. Maybe you was a teenager that you should have went to jail when you were 16 years old right? because you did an assault on somebody that was so bad it could have messed up your life. Mm-hmm. But because of restoration, because somebody was praying for you, somebody was praying for your family, God did not let it overtake what he wanted you to be this day. Wow. When he restored you of all that anger, when he restored you of that bitter teenager that had just caught your father in infidelity, but you did not know what to do with it. So, because you did not know what to do with it, you expressed yourself through assault on another person, but because God already had a stamp on your life, he did not let it ruin you. He did not make an excuse for your behavior, but he did not let it destroy your heart. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God, Mama. Mama, you just, you just, that's, that's God in you right now. Jesus is using that. Jesus that right now bring this home because there's a lot of people here need to hear this bring this you you are there bring all the way home mama go ahead jesus 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 i want to petition young men young women young girls pastors on the pulpit anybody that want to walk in a walk with god Listen to me. Go to your altar today. I invite you to your altar and ask God for forgiveness. Ask God to restore you. Ask God when you block the blessing for making excuses. Ask God to forgive you. So you can press into true forgiveness, true repentance. Listen to me. A spiritual conviction is like calcium on your heart. Mm. And I'm trying to stop you from having a spiritual blood clot that will send you into a spiritual aneurysm. Ask God to forgive you today to come into your heart. Father, I embrace your word. I embrace, oh God, I embrace 
John 3.16. Because through true repentance, through true forgiveness, comes salvation. For God so loved the world. I'm extending this personal invitation to you. Maybe your name is John. Maybe your name is Mary. But Mary, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is an invitation that there is no expiration date on because he was so grateful that he sent his son to come and see about us. The son that died on the cross for our sins so that we may be forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The convicting work of the cross is the Holy Spirit that now comes upon our souls, our minds, our emotions. Oh, my God. Amen. Mama, thank you, Jesus. Mama, mama, Ooh. mama. You. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Right Ooh, glory to God. Yes, indeed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Thank you, this here, everyone, that is why we call her Big Mama. The big, this is this woman a God. I'm I'm telling you, and I'm saying this because she literally walked this walk. You know, one of the beautiful things I love about her so much. Man, 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 because, you know, I could wrap my whole arms and my whole, my whole arms around her and say, Mama, thank you so much for this truth. A lot of times, a lot of people don't understand the bare bone of this whole reason of this walk. Because sometimes we get so caught up in a lie, but don't know the real beh truth behind of all of it. What we do is we fantasize a lie to try to make it our own truth. But when you really see a person that actually walked this walk and believe fully into the true essence of the truth of what God is using them for. The only thing you could do is to really come to grips about it is to allow him to be what he says he's going to be. That's one thing I want to really express here about giving your life to Christ. Because one thing about God is that he doesn't take this lightly. Your walk, your, your, your life depends on him right now. What we just talk about right now is, like I said, true repentance, true forgiveness, and truly restored. God could do all these things. But the true thing is that you have to accept Jesus as your Lord so he can save you. Without that, you don't have nothing. You're not nothing or you're not going to be nothing. But when, with this here, what she this, this, this displayed to is the true bona fide wisdom of God on everything that is resonated to and from and by him. That brings this here to the fullness of who he is. So I want to extend the prayer a little bit more. 
And we're going to wrap this up here. Father God, in the name of Jesus right now. Yes, God. We are praying for those who are listening to this message right now of true repentance, true forgiveness, and true restoration. The things that you are the one that make it happen. Not us, not humans, no one else but you. You make this happen, Father. This is what true salvation really is about. Because when you walk this wall, Father, that you told us to do, when we come to you to truly repent from our sins, to truly uh, ask for forgiveness for what we have done against you, and to know for a fact that you truly restore us, make us new, we can walk in, in the true salvation of your, with your son placed for, for us. We thank you, Father, right yes, now. Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray that once people realize that the true blessing comes from you, it's not things of this world, but it's things of God that you place on our lives. So we extend this right here, right now. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Thank God. Amen. You know, I really appreciate this opportunity. You just don't know that this is a truly a blessing. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not joking. This here is so wonderful and bonafide and real. That all that I could say is thank you so much to be part of this because I am truly humble and truly blessed to really know that that you know you have display what people are really are searching for especially right now of that you know God is really truly going to restore you but mainly he's going to forgive you and he that he, that your true that you walk in true repentance with him so i really yes. do pre- i really appreciate it and i really thank you so much to be part of the spotlights of resilient christians thank you so much god bless you uh, god bless you everyone and we definitely will be talking to you next time next time on the spotlights of true true resilient christians we want to thank you everyone for this wonderful time and be blessed in the lord and god bless portions of our broadcast day made possible by internet media providers makers of crosslink with crosslink you can view any christian television station in the world using crosslink for more information Look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. The believer in Jesus Christ is upheld by God's power and so is naturally resilient. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, 2 Corinthians 4 8-9. Christians keep bouncing back. The key to resiliency is faith in the Lord. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Psalm 37 23-24 Choosing to trust in the Lord rather than rely on what we understand is the best way to stay resilient. 
Come back next week on the Spotlight on Resilient Christians. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Resilient Christian Radio Network.